There is a lot of loving going on in these scriptures today. We hear this word over and over and over again, love. But in English, I think love is kind of a funny word because it covers all sorts of different situations and relationships. A lot of the time when we talk about love, we talk about like, I just loved that movie. Or I really, I think I'm in love with the girl who sits in front of me in English class with her beautiful, long, silky blonde hair. <sighs> or I love a good, strong cup of coffee in the morning. I love foot massages and I love pina coladas and walking in the rain. <laughs> I just love those things. Actually, I don't really like walking in the rain, but when we talk about love like that, right, when we talk about this kind of love where we love coffee or we love foot massages or we love people we don't actually really know all that well yet or we love an experience that we're having or a book we're reading, what we're really talking about is I enjoy the experience I get. I like this feeling. I like it when those brain chemicals go surging into my bloodstream and I feel uplifted. I feel warm inside. I feel joy. That's what we talk about most of the time when we talk about love. And the truth is that's kind of passive and it's all about us. Right? When I love puppies or I love watching something on HBO, I'm talking about me. What's in it for me? It's the kind of love like puppy love or crush love where, where the person that you're in love with may not even know it. It's that kind of love. It's about how I feel. It's about what I get out of it. And that's probably how we use love three quarters of the time. But that, I don't think that's exactly what Jesus is getting at. And there's another kind of love and it's a, it's a different kind of love. It's not a love that's passive. It's not a noun. It's not a feeling. It's an action. It's loving. That's the kind of love that in your relationship when your child is born at 26 weeks and you're going to spend the next six months in the NICU holding each other and getting you through and not knowing how each day will end. It's that kind of love. It's the kind of love where your loved one has cancer or dementia, or they've done something really stupid, and you find a way to keep going. It's that kind of love. It's that other kind of love, and that's, that's active love. That's a verb love. That's not about me. It's about the other. In fact, it's, it's kind of about them and me. It's about us. It's about commitment. It's about going the distance. It's about sacrifice. And, and we don't really experience that a lot because that's a pretty limited circle usually of people that we feel that kind of love to. Maybe our spouse, our children, maybe um, family members, parents, siblings. Maybe um, our closest, dearest friends. I think maybe sometimes even, even soldiers in, in battle feel this kind of love for one another where they, they are willing to sacrifice themselves for the other. I don't think Jesus is actually talking about that kind of love either. Jesus is talking about something even more difficult and challenging. What Jesus is asking us is to take that second kind of love, that, that 
active love, that verb love, that sacrificial love. And to place that love on people we don't know. Or people we don't like. People who make us afraid. People who are our enemies. Jesus is asking us something extremely difficult. To take the kind of sacrificial love that we usually reserve for only those who are closest to us. And to extend that circle to these other people. Our neighbors. To love our neighbors as ourselves. That's what Jesus commands us. It's the, the summary of the law that we should love God with our whole being and likewise to love our neighbors as ourselves. And the truth is, that's really hard. Most of us would probably struggle to really live into that wholly and completely. At the same time, it is what Jesus asks of us. And it was what Jesus did in his own earthly life. That when Jesus walked with us and the disciples, this is the kind of love that he met the world with. And I think for us as, as followers of Jesus, this is what he's talking about. He says, I need you to abide in my, I need you to live in the kind of love that I showed you. I need you to see the world the way that I saw it, the way he continues to see it, full of people struggling, doing the best they can, making mistakes, and yet still being welcomed into Jesus' love. We are called to do this, I think, individually in our lives. We are certainly called to do it as Christian community. And we are called to, to take that love, not just in this little circle of people. Because it's easy, it's one thing to go, all right, you know, Jesus, I know that you want me to love others the way I love these people who are really special to me. And I can extend that circle, you know, a little bit. Make, maybe the people in church who I feel comfortable with, who I, I've seen for 50 years, or who believe the things that I believe. But Jesus, you know, come on, man, give me a break. I, not those people over there. And yet Jesus says, yep, yeah, those people over there too. And so it's one thing for us as Christian community to feel that love for one another, but we are called to push out even further to expand that circle of love to include people who don't believe what we believe, who don't walk the walk that we walk, who, who aren't committed to the same things that we are committed to. And, and it's summed up really nicely in our own baptismal promises in our tradition, which say that we are called to respect the dignity of every human being. And I think ultimately, when we talk about loving another, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about respecting their dignity as an individual human being created by God, loved by God, made in God's own image. And that doesn't mean we have to like everybody. Not everybody's going to be our best friend. And it doesn't mean we have to be nice, because nice is like, you know, saccharine sweetness. It leaves you kind of a bitter taste on your tongue. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about recognizing the people we encounter as people. Not as some category, not as something that we can kind of tick off in a box and, and set aside, but as real people with real stories. And I think this is hardest for us when we encounter people who have made bad choices. Because people do. And probably everyone here has made some bad choices too. And, but for most of us, those choices weren't 
so bad that it really took us off track. Because the truth is, is one of the things we learn as Christian people is that everything we have comes from God. So whatever blessings we have in our lives, whether that's good health or, or money or a satisfying work that is meaningful in the world or the clothes that we get to wear, or the nice houses we get to live in, we don't deserve any of it. We truly don't. We may have worked hard for it, but I assure you there are people who have worked harder than you who have a lot less to show for it. And we may be smarter than other people, but I guarantee you there's somebody who knows more than you, or is smarter than you. And we may feel as though we deserved it, but God tells us we don't. Everything we have comes from God. And what God asks in return is that we take the bounty of our blessings and we share them. Now that could be our gifts, that could be our time, it could certainly be our money, our thoughts, but that we take the first fruits of the bounty that God has given to us and we share it out. We give it back to God so that it can be shared with all of God's people. This is fundamental to what Jesus is asking us and what he means to abide in his love. It's to see the world as a world full of individual children of God. And to, when we meet them, to treat them that way. Now, I know that there are people who are going to treat us badly, and I know that there are people who are, are going to spurn our efforts to, to be loving to them, and I know that there are people who are just downright evil in their actions. And what does Jesus tell us to do with our enemies and the evil? Well, we're supposed to pray for them. We're supposed to turn our cheek. We're supposed to love them. These are all pointing at the same thing, which is seeing them as individuals. It's not that we shouldn't take precautions. It's not that people shouldn't suffer consequences for their actions in this world. We need to keep our society safe. At the same time, we need to understand that these things don't arise out of a vacuum. That the misfortune or, or the difficulties that people face are no more deserved than the blessings that we have received. No one deserves poverty. No one deserves sickness. No one deserves to, to be homeless, although people make choices that lead them to that direction. They don't really deserve it. And I think that this is the one thing we need to let go of, most importantly, if we are to abide in God's love. This idea that people deserve anything other than seeing and respecting their dignity. That's all that is asked of us at the end and all that any of us deserve. To love as Jesus loves and asks us to love is hard work. It is. It takes an effort and it's not always easy. At the same time, Jesus tells us that if we can, if we can live in this place where we, we see others for who they are and if we work to expand the circle of people who know Christ and follow Christ, then our world will be transformed and that it will be changed so that those who, who suffer, those who turn to evil to make their way in the world will see that there is another way, the way of Christ, the way of God, the way that takes us into a world where we all enjoy the fruits of God's creation together taking what we need and giving to one another as they need. This, it's this vision 
that Jesus holds up that hopefully pulls us forward and invites us into this work and makes it worthwhile for us. Because when we, when we live this way, I, I know to the extent that I am able to do it, the rewards are great. And though the cost is high, the rewards are greater still. Abide in my love, Jesus says. Live in that place where you know that you are loved by Christ and be empowered by his love for you. To take a piece of his love and share it out into the world. There is no other commandment greater than these. Love God with your whole self and likewise, love your neighbor. Amen.